Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use that promo code DNVR25. You'll get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on this episode, we're going to have some fun diving into few things hopefully gonna take a look at some college world series jerseys for you have a, have a little bit of look at some of those and and share always fun to talk uniforms honestly basically anytime we get an opportunity to do that first patrick a colorado rockies head off to seattle for one of these super bizarre two game sets night game then day game uh and then for us obviously the night game super late uh starting tonight uh after eight o'clock and then they've got the two o'clock, I think two ten, whatever start uh, on the second one for local time. Uh, but should be a fun. I always like it when they play the Mariners. I think the Mariners are one of those teams that a lot of Rockies fans feel a certain kind of kinship with, uh, a certain amount of lack of success over history. But always kind of having been, uh, having had fun teams, uh, having been lovable, you know. If you go around the league and I think you pulled other teams' fans and you said, you know, what kind of scrappy teams that haven't had a lot of success over the years do you really like? I think the Mariners and the Rockies would both do well on those lists. They're they're more despised by their own fans than they are by by other teams, right? The the question could also be, what fan base do you feel worst for? Like who yeah. what fan base would you if you saw them? you know, walk up to you at a, at a neutral site or at the hall of fame or something like that. Would you, would you give them a hug if, if you saw yeah. them wearing a certain Jersey? And I think, yeah, Rockies and Mariners fans would, would get definitely deserve a big hug. I think, you know, Mariners have, they've never even been to a world series. Like they haven't even been to one. What? Like, yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're talking around longer going on 50 years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, it's been a lot. Uh, they they haven't had too much success. I think they're the, the team that has the longest postseason drought. They haven't been back since 2001 where they had a fantastic, you know, season one. Uh, shoot, I should know. I think they won like 115 games, something That's right. absurd like that. And you go, oh, and they got this guy, Ichiro. Yeah. He's pretty darn exciting. And, yeah. uh, and nothing has happened since then. And Brett Boone was a big one. And I believe they still had Griffey. And Randy Johnson, all on the same team at the same time. Well, all those, yeah, all those guys in the late '90s, yeah, were, yeah. were together, and yeah. they were all cast aside. And you had a whole new new group of guys come in and and have that you know 115 yeah. uh, plus win team yeah. that goes nowhere in the postseason, and they really haven't scratched the surface too much since then. It's been hanging around, and and yes, Jacob, uh, Seattle had a, a difficult issue with a team president who said a bunch of stupid, stupid stuff and had to be let go coming into the year. So in a year where they thought, and and really now on the field, this is starting to play out a bit that their young guys were coming up. Feels a lot like kind of sixteen, seventeen did uh, for the Rockies, and you know you want to be feeling good about that momentum. It did get a bit undercut by some of that dumb nonsense but it was dealt with pretty quickly and so they've they've turned the page i think uh fairly well there uh beautiful colors excellent ballpark so more downtown there to the a, yeah. a city yeah city that you yeah you've kind of put on your bucket let's say hey i yeah. gotta check out denver gotta check out seattle yeah, i myself haven't 
And yeah, that, is, that is always on my list. Well, that was, that, that was a go. trip that my uh, parents went on when we were younger. And we almost always got to go because they were in summertime. There was the, I think I've explained before, my mom did a theater board and we would get to go on one summer trip a year. And we would always go to the baseball game for whatever reason. We, we missed the Toronto trip. So I haven't gotten to see the Blue Jays play in their ballpark or, mm-hmm. or Seattle. Um, got to get up there and see it. But uh, yeah, just a... A lot of parallels between these two teams, maybe according to MLB and according yeah. to MLB, they are natural rivals. <laughs> yeah, right? which is a whole other thing going yeah. on there. The general manager of the Mariners is a former Rockies pitcher, a very DePoto. successful one. Uh, he was a successful reliever when he was with Colorado, Jerry Depoto, who is also from Tom's River, New Jersey. So no talk kid. about it's a, a triangulation. Yeah. Of correlations. Yeah. He was on the 95 bullpen that was so good, right? He was a part of that Steve Reed, um, who, who was a big was Very good. Yeah. Those guys, they had a very good. He also point. pitched, he also pitched at, um, uh, in Colorado Springs. I think actually came up with Cleveland, if I recall, yeah. uh, because I, I, I very much should Sounds recall right. because yeah. when I would uh, travel and visit my family, uh, down in Colorado Springs, I happened to be there when they did like a, a little camp for for young kids, and he was there on the mound, and I got to actually throw pitches uh, to him at that that ballpark down there, and took some outfield drills with Wayne Kirby, who's now a, a first base coach with uh, the Brewers. Uh, I believe we just saw him, and uh, and I, I can't remember who the, who the last guy was. Alan yeah. Cockrell, maybe I don't know, but those those early '90s Sky Sox teams. I'm bringing some people back when they were affiliated right. with Cleveland. But yeah, a lot of connections between the, the Mariners and Rockies. And we hope going forward that maybe those those connections can continue, especially since the Mariners are surging right now and don't really seem ready to contend, right? They didn't haven't made those big splashes and free agent signings like you typically see yeah. when a team is getting ready to make those moves. And yet here they are above 500 right now with that extremely young core and still some great young prospects coming up there they're doing the thing that we or I, I definitely have noticed in in the past those teams that have, have maybe tanked uh, and have rebuilt they get they get good maybe a year or two before they're expected to and they yeah. take a, they take a step back and then they then they continue going forward but the Mariners are, have kind of taken a big step forward here in, in a year where you really wouldn't have expected it just yet. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting whether or not you hold them up, not you specifically, want anyone would hold them up as, you know, this example of fully tanking or whatever, because they're really only bad for two years, <laughs> basically, you know, they, they, and, and one of them, we only played 60 baseball games. So, um, you know, they, they really didn't have to endure anything like, for example, what Arizona Diamondbacks fans are going through right now, right? They, in 2018, they won 89 baseball games. It wasn't that long ago that they had a pretty solid club. And so, you know, but they did rebuild and retool and, and absolutely reinvigorate their farm system and do all those things that we've talked about the Rockies doing. And so I think, yeah, you can kind of look at that and go, there is a way to do this and have it be a, a, a total idea, a complete, you know, transition into a, a new direction and a new philosophy, uh, but you don't necessarily have to commit to being terrible for four or five years. You can be really bad for two years, counting this one, hopefully, right? Uh, and then depending on if you're if you're really hitting on your moves or not, like you said, 
rebuilds sometimes the the young players show up and and your window of contention opens a little bit earlier than you were expecting this happened with the rockies in 2017 that and and, and it was a good thing because the window of contention then also closed a lot earlier than it should have right uh, but it did open before it was supposed to and you know i i think that they're a good example of how you acquire the right players uh who are maybe a little closer to the bigs but still you got to get you got to make some smart trades get some really good people in to reinvigorate your farm system and you too can be a not just a team that's young and fun and exciting at home you can be young and fun and exciting on the road too that's theoretically possible yeah yeah one one asterisk to to what you just said cuz i agree it can happen in 2 years you have to prepare for four years. You have to prepare for it to be in the four and five year window for that to actually work the rebuild, but it can happen earlier. It, it doesn't It doesn't have mm. to take that long. I mean, the Phillies are still essentially waiting for, um, you know, the, the fruits of their labor and, and they've still yet to make the postseason. They're really the one team that really totally cleaned house uh, and, and went for the rebuild and it ended up taking longer. I mean, they're, they're still trying to wait for it to happen. They're, they're still a competitive club there at, at 500 in the NL East well, hasn't happened, but everyone else contracts at a bunch of all-stars. And so yeah. that really, you know, yeah, they're, they're the Maybe only team think- that it hasn't worked for, but, but everyone else with, with Atlanta, Chicago, Houston, it takes, you know, four years. Um, and again, I, I think it still is, is going to, we, we really won't see, I don't think Seattle be, uh, almost a, a perennial contender, and, and I don't think they win the NL West um, any sooner than 2023. You know, so again, tack on two more years to that. But again, before you become that perennial powerhouse, you're right. You can get good a year too early, uh, much like like the Rockies did. And you kind of saw in that 17-18 offseason, $100 million was thrown at the bullpen. And again, we know it didn't work out. But you can see what Jeff Breidich was doing and saying, all right, we got all these young guys coming together, man, our window really is going to be like 18, 19, 20, maybe, you know, supposed to be, yeah. it, exactly. And it, and it was lined up and had the pieces kind of uh, maybe done what they had expected to, you would have seen that same, right. Uh, you know, I don't want to say dynasty because it's, it's not a dynasty. If you're, if you're a wildcard team, but they'd have been but winning at 90 yeah, games a, a year. Consistently a, a team that yes. every year the pundits are, you know, at least half of them are going, Watch out for the Rockies. Uh, you know, I am yep. going to actually pick them to to make a the you know, wild card. I right. may even pick them to win the West. Um, as it were, it, it it fell apart. But that's what you hope for. You hope to have a a four year run, and it can take four years for a rebuild to work. But it can happen a lot earlier. And I think I think there's a lot of Rockies fans hoping that it does happen or, sooner than the four year mark for this this team. Or even like. Uh, you know, because the uh, I was just taking a look at this, and and we got to find. I'm trying to find it on DraftKings because Seattle this year is uh, a 3.3 percent chance to make the postseason and a 0.1 percent <laughs> chance to win the World Series, despite being 38 and 36 right now. It's obviously in a great record, but it's you know over 500 um, according to some of these odds. So I'll, it's a good I'll, long I'll, shot, right? Take those long shots. Take yes. the long shots. Yes, but, yes, yes. Uh, on the flip side, so let's say they're just at or above 500 this year, but it's a really solid year of growth. That's the other kind of thing that I'm talking about is like, you're right. You may not become that dynasty or that contender or whatever it is, that perennially consistently good team until year four, but year three, you might not just be terrible anymore. And so again, it's like when, when you're committing to, you know, as a fan, now I'm talking about like rebuild, 
you don't necessarily have to think, oh my God, are we going to lose 95 games every year for the next four years? Like, well, you're well on your way to doing it this year. So you're getting this one out of the way, right? <laughs> Maybe next year that's going to happen too. But then if in year three, you're not a content, you're like you said, they've, they've done a bunch of smart things. You're not a contender yet, but maybe you're a 500 club or just under, but you're all building in that right, right direction. So the next year you really can kick off that big window of contention. So it'll, the turnaround will feel like it's coming. You'll see it there that year before. And that's where it's like, you don't necessarily have to feel like, oh my gosh, if they do trade all the, uh, of these pieces, there's no hope for five years to come. Could be that way. Like you said, be prepared. Always, always mentally put yourself there, but there's a lot of ways in which you can, you can start to grow and build baseball and, and be a lot more fun. And these Seattle Mariners are the perfect example of exactly how right. that can happen. And I would, and I would even venture to say, if the Rockies do end up offloading a lot of their veteran guys, or even if they should somehow get the offer of a lifetime for Hermen Marquez, which I think is is a trade that needs to happen more in the offseason. So you've got potentially 29 other teams in on Marquez versus only you know half the league. But uh, I, I would venture to say that if the Rockies are involved in, in a lot of trades, I think that's actually a good sign. I think that, that, potentially even expedites their clock for um, relevancy because they're bringing in new and younger pieces uh, that are going to contribute maybe a little bit sooner. Uh, again, we've seen what Austin Gomer has been able to do so far and, you know, we'll wait to see what some of those uh, younger guys are, but you, you could pot potentially have something like that. And you also just get trade chips where you go, well, look, we, you know, maybe Matt Adams isn't going to bring a lot back in return in a trade. No. Right. But Maybe that piece that you end up getting a, a long shot in low A, maybe you use him in another deal later on down the line to bring right. in somebody else. Again, these are just good assets to have. Matt Adams has ultimately zero value to the organization after 2021. You make a trade to acquire someone. Now you've got an asset that you can use for years and years to come. So um, I, I would actually think that would provide some hope. You know, I, I think a lot of fans probably don't see it that way. Like, wait, now you're trading Trevor Story and John Gray? I feel even worse when in, yes, it, that's painful. There's no doubt about it. And, and we could go down that path and talk about that. But I think if we're talking about, you know, building a, a contender and maybe trying to be like the next Seattle Mariners, that's actually a good thing. You know, in the off season and maybe even a year from now, you look and you go, actually, you know what? Okay, we're, we're a little bit further apart. That It broke my heart to see uh, any number of those guys traded. But the organization's looking a little bit stronger, and I can see them contending maybe sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it all depends on uh, it all depends on the actual trades themselves and what sure. you did and what you you know. I, I think there are a lot of people. Jerry Depoto has had a very interesting career of uh, making all of the trades all of the time and and having you know some of them work out and some of them not, and kind of needing to be sat in a corner at one point and be like, dude. Love the attitude. Love that you're always trying to make the team better. But chill for a minute. Just for a minute. You built the thing. Now leave it alone for a minute. And I and I think that, you know, and he's still, he started to do that a little bit. He's he's started to to listen to that because for again, for a while there, a, a big part of the the Mariners being the team with the longest postseason drought was never sticking with one kind of 
it, it, it's it's kind of funny. People always talk about how the Rockies don't have a plan at all. And Jerry Depoto always had 10 different plans and was ready to go to the next one and the next one and the next one before you'd even seen if the last one had an opportunity to work yet. He just made so many moves. Um, so, I, But I think he's figured that out a, a little bit better and, and the Rockies need to move in, in the other direction, right, where they've been on that other side where they're like – because I think they're they're right in saying, look, we've got a homegrown, especially our pitching. We've got to grow that at home. Just over not all of it, but the vast majority of it's going to have to be grown here. That's just what the data and the history suggests. And you know, we've we've got to make sure that we've got those assets in a unique category because we are the Colorado Rockies, play at Coors Field, and do the whole thing. But beyond that, yeah, we don't need to hold on to guys because they're position players who the fans fall in love with. And, you know, then they end up costing a whole lot of money and you can't build a quality successful team because so much of it, or you've painted yourself into a corner where your only way to keep that guy is to pay him $260 million, but then put this opt out in there because you know, you can't really afford that kind of contract, especially if he's going to get older and not be the type of player he's been, you know, when you move him, Fans aren't going to look at the fact that he wasn't a great asset. <laughs> no one's going to be like, oh, right. no, no yeah. one on auto was a poor asset. They're going to look at a generational talent that you just moved for guys they've never heard of. And you put yourself in that corner because you've got to pay him positional player, superstar money if you're going to build around those guys. So that's that's the big part of the, the readjusting of the philosophy. I, I still don't think the Rockies should be a – a wheel and deal team like the A's or the Rays or how the Mariners have been, but they need to be more like that, particularly yeah. right now. Yeah. If those, if those are the extremes, like you said, yeah. making, uh, you know, tons of trades, which, which the A's are probably, they're not even in the top three. I think it's, I think you got Rays, Mariners and Padres are in the top yeah. three. And in fact, go back and look how many times those three teams have traded with any with each other. other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the A's are right there. I know what you're saying. Like that's one extreme. And I think the other one, essentially has been the Rockies where they just have not done anything. And so, yeah, just, just yeah. come somewhere in the middle um, because, you know, a lot of times, you know, the, the more trades you make, the more likely you are to, to hit on it. If, if you, if you trust in your abilities, the more likely you are to, to hit on something like that. It doesn't mean you're, you know, you're not going to make some bad deals. I mean, we've, we, we probably saw it with the with Tampa not not too long you know the last off season when they traded Tommy Pham and oh yeah they threw in Jake Cronenworth who's been fantastic for the Padres yeah. and you go yeah you you probably like to have that deal back um, so you're right I, I I definitely welcome them just taking those baby steps and and I think I think you know this trade deadline could provide that for them like you yeah, said it's like it's, hey you've got nothing to lose especially. For essentially for these assets that aren't going to be worth anything, it's like it's like having a coupon, and yeah. say, and and if you it hold expires. on to it too long, yeah, yeah. it yeah, has yeah. no so value. They, yeah, it's going to be so fascinating because <laughs> they're in a weird spot with an interim GM. We talked about this recently, right? So like, it, it's really tough because he's building a team for somebody else to take over. Yeah. At the same time, you're right. They have a bunch of these assets. Who you know, putting Story and Gray aside because they're in a different category, and and Marquez isn't anywhere near this. Like you said, the Marquez thing is just like if someone wowed you with a thing, that's the quickest way right. to take your farm system from being ranked twenty fifth to being ranked fifteenth in one trade because somebody goes, "Here's we're willing to give you all this for Marquez." That's probably the only guy you're going to do that for. 
And if they do, so be it. Um, if not, leave them alone. But then you do have Kroner and Givens and Bard to a lesser extent to Steves because he does go through next year. But Chris it, Owings could be one of those pieces that that's an yeah, one he's, too. He, you know, I think the organization really loves him. And I think he's a guy you could bring back. But again, free agent at the end of the season. Um, and it's, he, he, yeah, he's a guy you want to have around. Like yeah. you, you want to have him around. You probably even want to have CJ Crone around next year too, to an extent. But at the same time, you can, you can find another CJ Crone type leader or maybe even a, a Chris Owens and maybe even a guy who isn't as good or as versatile as Chris Owens or isn't. Um, up to the level of Owens when at least when Owens is at his when best, was, yeah, yeah, right. But but you still can have that veteran presence, and and you only get so many opportunities to again to cash in these assets, and you have to make the most of that, or else you're again you're 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 taking two cents on the dollar at every single spot that you yeah. go. So yeah, there there's there's always a, a negative and a downside to to all of that. And oh, the message maybe that we're sending out to to other guys. I mean that that's one of the issues with with the Rays. There was a, a, a fantastic article uh, I think by Andy McCullough today that I read about you know what what the Rays do and how people respect them and and how guys you know love playing in Tampa Bay, but at the end of the day they they'll they'll trade your ass like no say, one is safe so, no one is safe love playing in tampa bay and then you read like blake snell's instagram post <laughs> well that's after you get traded you go well, right yeah. that's what i'm saying right up until that after moment. the fact yeah right after yeah. you get traded you're like yeah tampa but even still you look back and you have fond memories and it's like you know what only you know they can get away with it because they are producing results and that's another element to it i think too is that the Rockies have yet to find that thing that produces results other than the homegrown pitching, which this, this could be a big piece that's been unlocked um, through the, from the Bridich era. Ultimately know, this right? idea that we have things. to build from within and, and they might be able to, to actually sustain that. But once they find those pieces that work, they can get away with like, look, everyone knows if you're a 37 year old designated hitter or what have you, again, we, Expect Universal DH to, to come back around know. in 2022. Like, look, go there, and they're going to sign you. And if they're contending, you're going to be there all year long, and and you can you can ride with them into the postseason. But if you're not, if they're not contending, they're going to trade your ass. But that's okay because look at the numbers you put up in Colorado. That's actually going to get you another year when when you were on the on the way out. It's like it's like the Albert Pujols conversation where yeah, it'll be if you so have so nice when the DH comes. Yeah, naturally I mean, do that. I mean, Pujols has been, you know adequate with with the dodgers and create some really good memories and it's it's kind of uh it's fantastic to, to see him sticking around but you take a step back you go all right he's who's gonna want him he's, he's probably done after this year well there could be a scenario where again the rockies can you know play this to their advantage and again get away with things like the way tampa gets away with things and just trading guys willy-nilly um, where the Rockies become this place for, for a guy like, let's say, Albert Pujols, who signs a one-year deal. Rockies don't end up contending in 2022. He gets traded at the deadline, but again, plays well enough with Colorado next year that it gets him another deal in 2023. So you go, hey, I'm okay with getting traded around a little bit as an older DH. Like That could be one of those angles in which everyone knows, like, look, this is a business transaction. We can do that. They they figured out the homegrown pitching. That's just a strategy that works and that 
not that they can get away with because they're not getting away with anything. They've they've created this thing that they've created yeah. their own asset. There there's going to be other avenues for them to figure out eventually. That that's the thing you got to hope for with the next GM is uh, he or she tries to do something maybe radical, maybe not, and it works, and you unlock another piece to the puzzle to say, all right, this organization is another step closer to figuring out what needs to be done to create an NL West champ, a, a National League champ, a World Series winner. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think there's a lot of different avenues that, that they can, you know, it basically got everything in front of them that, that's open for them to try. So, it's yeah. Uh, I think they're, they're, like you said, even during the Breitich era, which so many people would just look back on this as abject failure, but they may have answered the most important question in the history of their franchise during this time. And it was about the starting pitching, and they finally figured something out. So, and think of this. I mean, and honestly, wouldn't that be the last thing that you would have guessed would have worked? Honestly, ten years ago, twenty years ago, you go like all right. starting pitching. No, I always thought that was what they should have been doing because they. It's a mental thing. You got to be. Yeah, ready it's for a mental thing. Want. You do not want a twenty-three-year-old starting pitcher getting shelled to death. You're going to go well. Obviously, that wouldn't work. That's gonna mess. And again, we there there was a lot that we didn't realize or, or, or recognize the fact that hey, maybe if they get a lot of their minor league ballparks in these you know hitter friendly locations, we can mess with them a little bit every year when they're twenty and twenty one and twenty two. And so I, I do see what you're saying, but on paper you go no, right? You you don't want a, a rookie or a young yeah. pitcher out there getting shelled on paper. That doesn't seem to make sense, right? Totally. But why is Austin Gomber good and? Jeremy Guthrie was terrible, right? Because Austin right. Gomber <laughs> knows he's not getting traded. He just got here. He signed for a while. He's not going to be a free agent. He's got no way out. He's stuck, yeah. There is no nothing for him to do but figure it. There's out. one way out, Drew. There's one way out through the fire. Through the that's fire. That's the only way. That's, that's, course, that's only pitching way. at Coors Field is going through the fire right there. You know what helps him? John Gray is right there <laughs> to be like, I did do the thing at your age and went through the terrible start and the bad first month and the whole thing. And here's how you come out and here's how you pitch a little bit differently at course than you do on the road and all the other things. But yeah, I mean, because those guys who, you know, you assign a veteran to come in and he's on a one or two year deal and he starts out terrible and he goes, well, they're just going to trade me or, or or cut me and I'm just going to go somewhere else. Hey, I got my bad. money. It's guaranteed. Got, yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. This sucks. I'll rebuild myself as a reliever in a couple of years. Totally. Yeah. You know, or these, these other guys, you got drafted by the organization. They've spent all this You're capital, spent four <laughs> years developing you in the minors. Now you make your debut at 23, like you said. And that's not, an, and that's honestly not a knock on the Rockies because we would have said that in 2017 and 2018. Because you go, it's Coors Field. Come on, yeah. it's yeah. Coors Field. Yeah. You are you are stuck there as a pitcher, yeah. even in the winningest of times. That's so rough. John Gray's eyes in 2013. He knew it was like three years down the line. <laughs> there, I'm going to be there, and then I'm going to be there for five, at least five, six years. And so, I True. better embrace it now, you know. And he did, and and look what had happened. So. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about this super chat from Jacob here in just a second. Got to make sure and help out our friends 
first of all, by reminding you to drink your Breck brew. That's right. It's that time of day. I feel like I'm reminding you to take your medicine. Have your Breck brew. Go to the fridge. Get out your avalanche amber or your lager, your hot peak IPA. If you got the seltzy thing going on, that legitimately is medicine. I'm pretty sure the Mountain Berry Seltzer from Good Company Breck Brew is medicine. Don't don't quote me on that. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist, but check it. I don't know. Check, read the cans and find out. Uh, stuff's absolutely delicious. That I do know. You can get the 15 can samplers, the tap pack, because 12 cans are it's for wimps. So check them out at a King Supers, at a liquor store, or down at the DNVR bar. But you get a bigger one. If you happen to be a member of the DNVR family, subscribe today at the DNVR.com. You get access to all the written content, discounts on hats and shirts, access to the Discord channel where you get to come and hang out with us and other people who are much cooler than us, talking baseball 24-7, all the other sports, movies, TV, pro wrestling, photos, skiing, snowboarding, food, uh, literally anything and everything under the sun that you can think of. It's a whole lot of fun. And right now we'll send you a free shirt from the DMVR Locker and a free holistic stick from our friends at Holistic Wellness. Check them out at H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K wellness.com and use promo code DNVR30 for 30% off all your CBD products after you've got that free one just for becoming a member of the family. Our new best friend, Jacob, who's taking us to SummerSlam this year. As a <laughs> come on, right, uh, man, that's awesome. Uh, wants to know about a potential return for Trevor Story. What we're looking at there. What's the you? So you've been to, you were at WrestleMania four. Yeah. Um, have you been to the, any of the other big four? Have you been to a Survivor Series or Royal Rumble? Or I guess that's nope. Survivor. Uh, no, a couple. Uh, Raw twice, SmackDown once, and uh, and, and a Nitro once actually. Oh, you were at a Nitro. I was actually at a Nitro, you, yeah. Do you got a great that? NWO shirt, wore it the next day. Coolest kid in school. It's great. Great moment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for a minute there, that was legitimately the coolest thing on Because the there was not really an internet where you could just buy awesome shirts. Right. Hot Topic wasn't really around. You go, oh, I'm gonna have, it was a, this brand new thing. So, yeah. It was like 97. Uh, yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Fall of 97. Oh, man. The best days, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I've only been to a couple, a couple Raws, a couple SmackDowns, no big pay per views or anything. But uh, yeah, return for Trevor Story. The short answer is pitching, which I know sounds silly <laughs> because the Rockies have pretty good starting pitching, and obviously the bullpen is in shambles. You don't really trade a star shortstop for relievers. But, like, if they announced, this would be so bizarre. But if they were like, yeah, the Rockies got four 22-year-old relievers and two of them are left-handed for Trevor Story, I'd be like, fantastic. <laughs> awesome. You know, as Patrick's been talking about, he's he's kind of a dead asset. He's not going to re-sign almost certainly. So he's not going to be of value to you beyond this year. Getting anything for him is good. And... If it helps you rebuild the worst part of your team, go ahead. Why not? Um, and, and you know, I just think they need to stack up with pitching. I think you can sign hitting easier than you can sign pitching. And they have a whole lot of money to spend this offseason and or next if they choose to save it. Um and there are other trades that you can use to bring in if you really have decided you've satisfied your pitching needs. 
which is never a thing that they should ever have felt like they've done here. But if they really do, then you can go out and start trying to find a big bat to, to add to the lineup through free agency or, or some other trade or something like that. But I just want more arms because some of them are going to end up in the bullpen. Some of them are going to work out in rotation. You know, we'll see Kyle Freeland's going tonight. <clears throat> he hadn't been good yet this year. Need more out of Kyle before I'm feeling really good about the future of the Rockies rotation, despite the fact they've been pretty good now. Same thing with Sensatella. I thought we were, I thought we were going to be a step beyond here with, with Sensatella by now. So those guys are spinning their wheels a little bit. So right now I feel good about Gray Marquez Gomber and then a whole bunch of question marks. So I still am trying to acquire pitching. Patrick, what do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, again, you, you can never have too much pitching uh, right now. You know, they, I think they've got an adequate amount of, of starting pitching, uh, especially when everyone's healthy. So again, you know, if, if you can, if you can pick up a, a good starter and, and hopefully, you know, not have to give up your, your best player and Trevor's story there, you know, that would, that would be great. Um, and, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's a hodgepodge of guys going back to Jacob's question uh, that you, yeah. you know, you, you end up getting, I know on uh, baseball trade values, which is a site we used a lot, in the off season, you know, Trevor story still has a lot of value. Um, even with, you know, there, there being essentially three months left of the season and, you know, you, you throw in a a Michael Gibbons say, not only do we need a shortstop, we could use a reliever and, you know, maybe they need starting pitching. So it's gray and story, which again, you can't, that's interesting. Yeah. You can't worry about the PR and the, you know, the, the fans take Mm -hmm. on it again, you're, you're going to, you're damned if you do damned, if you don't. Right. And so you might as well do the thing that's going to produce better results in the future. And so if you can, you know, get, if your best deal is putting them together, great, good chances that they're probably going to be, you know, you know, separate uh, type deals, but you know, Oakland's in need of a shortstop. Someone was like actually considering moving a top prospect for story because they re- maybe it's a position of strength. Maybe someone, maybe the White Sox. I, they don't need a shortstop. They've got Tim Anderson, but um, and the just, Azer and, and Dyer need you I'm know the Brewers. Okay, there you, go. you know they, they did. There you go. They, they did just acquire Willie pitching. Adonis from the Rays, but yeah. they they could potentially you know be in on a Trevor Story. And then, yeah, so they've got great starting pitching. Maybe they're on the fence about actually moving their top pitching prospect for Trevor Story, even knowing they're only going to have it. Like, man, we really feel like this is our year, and the, we've got these other guys, so we'll move them. But only if you give us Michael Gibbons, then that's a no. That's a no brainer. Then you make it a double. You don't get to spread out your assets, which is kind of nice at the deadline. But yeah, I like that. Yeah, there, there will be teams, you know, knocking on on the Rockies door and, you know, uh, you know, defensively Trevor story is one of the, the better shortstops in the game. So, you know, depending on who you've got there, you might even move somebody over to, uh, to, to another spot. Totally. You know, the Yankees are still really looking, you know, for a shortstop. Glaber Torres has, you know, been frustrating at times and, you know, he's, he's adequate at second base, you know, LeMahieu moves around all over the infield sure. anyway. Uh, so, you know, that's certainly a, a, a spot where, where he could go and, uh, you know, maybe do something. Jose Iglesias can pick it for the Angels if they're legit, which they're not. They're already starting to fade a little bit. Yeah. So Cincinnati, I'm sure, would love to have him. Eugenio Suarez, I think he's been doing fine defensively, but I, I don't think his range – he's a third baseman. Yeah, he's oh, a third baseman. Yeah, I like him, and he's in a 
been in a two-year slump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I thought he might have really rebounded a little bit this year, but I, I think know. moving over yeah. to shortstop could be a bit too much. So there'll be those suitors out there. And yeah. again, as long as the Rockies, you know, feel good about the the 